Excellent. Okay, welcome everyone to week three of the Naturally Healthy Club. So this week we're talking about weighing with curiosity. And um, <clears throat> I wanted to start with a quote from Gretchen Rubin, who says, what we do every day matters more than what we do once in a while, which is like kind of the foundation of being naturally healthy. It's like remembering that you know, what we eat and what we like, how we approach food on an on the everyday basis is way more important and has a huge way bigger contribution to our um our results than what happens on the you know christmases and thanksgivings and the here and every now and then um okay so excellent um okay so plan for today is i've just got a little bit of news to share and then i'll do a quick recap on last week and um i did okay She's jumped off. Oh, no, I wanted to coach her. Oh, damn. Oh, well, okay, that's good. I'll be able to message her in the group. Um, yeah, so we're going to recap last week. Um, we're going to talk, Then we're going to be talking about weighing with curiosity, um, which we'll get into in a second. And then, we'll, um, then we'll, I'll just share with you what your home play is so everyone's clear on what you should be focusing on this week. And then we'll jump into coaching. So I'll get into hearing from you guys. So in terms of news, um, the um, oh yeah, the 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 live on the live event actually someone requested to get transcripts for those because they learn best by reading. So I have um, gotten written transcripts for those. So they're now posted underneath the video replay. So if you want to, if you ever want to go back and have a look at those and just kind of browse through the, the, the words rather than watching the whole video, you can do that's available for everyone. Um, and just a reminder that there's a private podcast feed for Naturally Healthy Club and that, um, the link to that is in circle and that has a thought that I have the, I post the replays from the weekly calls in there and the um, live event calls are in there as well. But I also have a thought for the day. So it's really, if you can add that into your podcast listening, it's a nice little way to stay connected with this work. Um, so that's that's available. Oh, and if you haven't already, I think most people have, but just in case I thought I'd mention it, don't forget to complete the intake form so I can send you, um, so I can get just get your, your details, your postal address, because we've got, there is a, a playbook, like a workbook that goes with the Naturally Healthy Club. So we want to um, be able to send that out, out to you. Um, and in other news, post of the week price. So we have a prize every week for um people who post in the group and it, the, the group has been so fun it's been there's so much energy so much activity going on which is was really hard to choose this week um but the I so I chose two winners so normally it's one winner but this week it was actually Anki and um and Maria so um Caroline will be in touch with you guys to get your prize out to you and to be in the winning winning running to win next week all you need to do is just post anything in the group so um yes okay so let's do a re recap on last week and our, um so our theme last week was we I maximize the pleasure of food and why is pleasure so important like why do why do we care about it and basically like first of all it's fun <laughs> Um, but also it's a huge part, a really key part of satiety. And like when we are, when we like actually experience the pleasure of our food and actually experience eating our food, we 
like a way more it's we're way more likely to feel satisfied than if we're eating mindlessly and we don't even notice that you know that the bags you know the bag's empty and then we go oh okay I must have eaten all those like it it, it really is it's so first of all it's fun it's a huge part of society um and also like tuning into pleasure like it's it's actually really important for helping us like it's a way to self-soothe it's a way to help us navigate stress in life and it also builds self-trust because when we like build that like we get give ourselves permission to have things we enjoy them and then we don't overeat them that really helps us radically changes our relationship with food where we feel good about ourselves because we're like oh yeah I can have you know a cupcake and enjoy it and like move on with my day so it just it really builds that self-trust as well so there's a lot of reasons why pleasure is important um and when, then we actually did an, a tasting exercise where I got you to taste two pieces of food one with um where we ate it really fast with just when I got you to open up your phone and we ate with just distractions and then the second where we ate it super slowly and we like focused on like we looked at it and we checked like we looked at the how it the shine we looked at how it felt we looked at the temperature we looked at like and took it to the like as slow and and um focused as we could and of course like you can imagine the difference between those two experiences but if you haven't done that exercise which i hadn't haven't actually done redone myself so i'm going to do that this week um and go back and get that last week's replay and like do that re, um, exercise with the guided as I'm talking you through it because it's um yeah it's like to it's one thing to intellectually know something but when you really experience it you like be oh yeah like you really get it um so yeah we did the tasting exercise we spoke about why pleasure and then the other the, in terms of the other thing we did spoke about last week was just to how to maximize the pleasure and there was a, the few steps that I that I guided you through for so first is like this giving yourself permission to have things and planning things in, in advance so which is why we're planning our treat every day the second thing is to like enjoy that anticipation um and the reason for that is that when we anticipate a treat like a it's fun like thinking about oh I'm gonna have um you know ice cream this weekend or I'm gonna have my favorite cheese for lunch tomorrow when we anticipate things like that that feels good but also um we actually like dopamine's actually released when we anticipate um having a reward or when we anticipate having a having a treat so we're actually getting like positive um vibes in our brains like positive neuro, neuro neurochemicals in our brains just from anticipating um then this third says the first step is to give yourself permission second is to enjoy the anticipation third is to slow down and focus on the food self-explanatory and then fourth is to coach yourself when you want more because of course there's going to be times if you like where you're going to want want more than what you'd planned particularly if it's something that you haven't been giving yourself permission to have for a long time and what I mean by coach yourself is just to remind yourself in that moment, oh, yeah, of course I want more. Um, like when that thought comes up, yeah, I want another one. Of course I want more. And then then tune in to remind yourself, oh, yeah, but I, I want to stick to my plan because it's going to feel good and because I'll like, I'll like the number on the scale better tomorrow and, you know, also or whatever the reason is that you want to stick to your plan. And also if you really do want more, like just create a plan for like when you're going to have it next so like you know okay well I'm gonna save this cookie and I'm gonna have it for my snack treat tomorrow like so that's really how we how we go about maximizing the pleasure um so did anyone have any questions or did anything come up from from doing those exercises or from the the material last week 
No? No, we're good. Okay, great. Um, must be a very good teacher. I haven't used that joke for a while. Um, okay, so now we're going to be talking about weighing with curiosity. And just to, like I did start on this in the live event, but we're going to go deeper on, um, on the learning from daily, daily weighing. So why do I get people, like why in the Naturally Healthy Club do I recommend for most people to weigh ourselves every day? And first of all, like it just takes all the guesswork out. There's no surprises, but more importantly, it's like it gives you more immediate feedback than your clothes or your measurements. So if you've ever tried like measuring your waist and hip circumference or like waiting until your clothes feel different, like it, it takes that there's a there's a quite a big lag there. Whereas when you're weighing yourself, you get that immediate feedback. Um, the reason I recommend daily versus weekly is that um it normalizes variation. So there is like, as we're going to go into in more depth today, but like our body, there's, there's natural, because there's so many things that contribute to that, to the weight. And we'll talk about what those are, but it, so that there's a natural, like your body naturally like fluctuates day to day. And so if you're only weighing once a week, you're just not getting enough data. Whereas if you're weighing every day, you get to see those fluctuations. So then, then like when you average out over the week, you get a sense of what, the actual trend is in amongst the noise of the fluctuations. Um, so that's like why daily versus weekly. And if you're thinking, oh, I just want to weigh myself once a week, but I'd re recommend not weighing yourself at all. So it's either daily or nothing, <laughs> nothing, because if you're weighing weekly, you can like, the, there's just not enough data points for it to be really meaningful and it can be more discouraging. So weighing every day, it allows you to observe patterns and there's a heap of research that shows that people who weigh themselves daily are less likely to be overweight. And there's a natural national weight loss registry in the US, which is um, for people who've lost at least 30 pounds and kept it off for a year or more. Um, and the, I think in that group, the, the average is that they've lost 66 pounds and kept it off for five years. And most of those people, like over 74% of those people weigh themselves um, on a regular basis. So it, it does. And I just know for myself that You're still on mute, Jules. We can't hear you. Thanks, Kari. Um, yeah, so I was saying, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, like when I started, like I've been weighing myself every day for like 10 years. And before then, like I, you always used to be like worrying, like, oh, am I gaining weight? Like, am I like, like, and or if someone, someone would say something to me and I'd like, and sometimes it'd be a compliment, but then I'd be like thinking, oh, you know, they think I'm getting fat. Like, like it was just so crazy. Whereas now I like, I know exactly what the number is. And even like these days, like I had someone email me the other day saying they'd seen, seen a photo of me and they're like, I'm worried about you getting too thin, Jules. And I was like, well, I've been the same weight for like years. <laughs> it's like, I don't take on any, like I don't, there's no drama for me about my weight because I always know exactly what it is. Um, and, and one of the biggest objections that comes up for people is like, yeah, but I don't want to obsess about my weight and the thing is that 
if you're like, when you don't know what it is, when you're fearing and avoiding the scale, like, like it doesn't make you any less of a slave of it. So if you really want to stop obsessing, like having the data in front of you, like stepping on the scale every day without feeling shame or pride is the best way to get there for most of us. Um, Well, no, I've lost the chat. Um, So yes, that's, um, that's why I recommend, but for, of course, not, it's not for, not for everyone. And there are certain people that I recommend not weighing every day. So we'll, um, and I'm getting everyone who isn't comfortable with that to, um, to let me know so we can find an alternate tracking for you. So that's, um, that's, that's why we want to weigh ourselves every day. And then the how to go about doing it, it's like you just want to treat it as an experiment. And I think it's really important to think, like, be mindful of your thoughts before you step on the scale. And I recommend having this, like, to approach it with, in, in order to approach it with curiosity, because if you're going, like, worried about it or you're stressing about it and your thoughts are all like, oh, it's probably going to be terrible, like, this is going to suck, like, of course, it's going to feel really hard. Whereas if you, approach with curiosity like oh I wonder what it's going to be today and I do that like is if I have a like a day where I've eaten a lot or you know overeaten whatever like the next day I'll be like oh I wonder what it's going to be today like and just approaching it with playfulness and curiosity rather than oh no you know it's going to be terrible I'm going to I'm such a bad person like like and and that the thoughts that you bring into this activity change completely um so we want to treat it as an experiment. You want to do it first thing in the morning, wearing the same thing. Um, and it's important to, I think, if, to graph your results because that helps you see the noise within the, um, in the, like, the data, like to actually see trends. Um, but but recording it in in some way is helpful. Is is really helpful. Um, and there's a different different apps you can get for get for that. Um, and if anyone doesn't have an app or not, isn't sure about how they want to track you can just type in the chat and we can I can give you recommendations um yeah and just reminding yourself this is just information like I'm doing this to learn and being like and no and if you do get you if you are getting upset about it or you are getting attached to it just reminding yourself yeah it's okay of course I'm getting attached to this of course it's like I'm feeling whatever I'm feeling and just reminding yourself that it do, this number can change wildly, but it actually doesn't change who I am as a person. This is just one piece of data about one aspect of like, you know, my physical presence. It's not everything. And um, yeah, like, so being really careful about what you make the num- the data mean is the other part to it. Um, and, and I think it's really important to just remember to take it one day at a time and um, and and also like um, just a reminder to everyone like no need to share like your numbers in circle like this is like it's just it's a private thing it's just for you to to know so don't don't be posting like you know I've lost five pounds or I lost gain gain five pounds whatever just um, yeah the, this is for you just for you to learn um, so that's how we go about doing it in terms of things that cause the weight to fluctuate so I'll. I'll copy these and paste them in the chat so you can see. Um, there is a, if you ever want to come back to this in circle under the resources section, there's a post that like a section called things that cause weight, daily weight fluctuations. Um, so it's there. But the first, oh, I didn't post properly. 
you can't see that properly. Anyway, um, so the number one thing that causes weight to fluctuate up is eating more than enough. So eating more than your body needs. Second thing, eating more than your body needs. Third thing, eating more than your body needs. So always look to that first, the quantity that you've had. Um, the fourth thing is grazing. And that's um, that causes weight to fluctuate up because when you're eating little bits of food all day, it's really hard to feel satisfied and it's very easy to eat more than your body needs. So that's my fourth thing. Fifth thing is constipation. So if like that's often like, like I think about if I, my weight is higher than I expect it to be, if the numbers are higher than I expect it to be, I think the first question is like, I think about my digestive health and often like, if it's sluggish, then that's um, I'll see that reflected in the scale. Um, second thing is like if you have a, a lot of salty food that can cause water retention. So I find if um, my Irishman has some like Japanese marinades that he makes, which are super salty, and whenever I have them, like my weight's always higher than I would expect the next day. So that if you've had something really salty the day before, that can cause it to be higher than you expect. Um, eating eating high carb foods is another thing that will cause um, your weight to go up higher than you'd expect. And the reason for that is for when we store carbohydrate as glycogen, for every gram, so for every unit of carbohydrate that you eat, you actually store like just the way that the chemicals process goes for storage there's actually four four grams or four units of water attached to it. Um, so so when you're storing it, that's why they talk about water weight. So when you're storing that carbohydrate, you're actually, there was the carbohydrate you ate, but then you're actually retaining extra water with that. So it causes the, the scale to go up a lot more than you would expect. Um, so just be mindful of that. Is that a reason to never eat carbohydrate? No, <laughs> no, but it just, it's, it's important to, to be, to be mindful of that. Um, Number eight is uh, having heavy weight sessions. So that's something I personally don't experience. But if you, I guess if you're like really building serious amounts of muscle that can, um, again, I think it's something to do with like water getting into the, um, the muscle for repair or something. So that people do have observed that, but it's probably, you know, unless you're really like building a lot of crazy muscle, then it's probably not something to worry about um, and then the other final thing that can cause weight to fluctuate up higher than you would expect is um, some people notice in the menstrual cycle just at like a few days before their period that they um, retain water more and so then the scale will be up um, so that's all the things that cause weight to fluctuate up and then in terms of like what causes um, weight to fluctuate down so listening to your body, listening to your body, listening to your body, the first three things. So getting that quantity piece right is huge. So when it, like, I want you to, yeah, I'll guide you through some questions to ask yourself when you, when you do see the result, but that to, that's the, the number one thing that causes the weight to go down. Um, eating proper meals helps the weight go down because, um, it, you're listening to your body and you're also way more likely to feel satisfied rather than if you're grazing diarrhea or like you know, sorry but um yeah like that's a huge one that causes weight to fluctuate down um and another one is like eating high protein foods so i find that yeah like you can eat more protein and you'll feel like oh i actually ate quite a bit and be surprised that the, the weight will be going down 
um, which is another reason I love love recommending protein. And I think that has to do with like society, the satiety pieces, like when you're eating a lot of protein, you naturally feel that satisfaction. So you're not, um, you're, you're less likely to overeat and you're more likely to be getting the right amount for your body. Dehydration is number seven. So if you haven't had enough to drink, which I haven't actually speaking of dehydration. And then alcohol is the other one that can also often surprise people. They have a big night out and they'll have, a, have had a lot, like, lot to drink. And then the, like, they'll be thinking, oh, the number's going to be terrible and it's not as bad as you, the, it's not as bad as you expect. And that's often because, um, because you've had alcohol, you're dehydrated. So the actual overall number is, even if you've overeaten a bit, that that um, dampers the, the causes the weight to be less than you'd expect. So that's all the things that causes causes weight to fluctuate up and down. And there are other factors like sleep, activity levels, stress levels, like your cortisol, like hormones, um, insulin resistance, and they all they all impact like longer term weight trends. But <clears throat> they're not they're not really you know, they're not changing day to day generally. Um, and the reason that those factors, the sleep activity level, stress and insulin resistance, they impact your appetite. So they, they impact, you know, how much you're eating and they cause your weight to fluctuate because of that, because of that. Um, so I don't consider, think about them in terms of these daily like ups and downs. So how's everyone feeling? Does anyone have any questions? Is that making sense? Yeah, Fiona's nodding. Awesome. Yeah, does anyone? Yeah, no, no questions. Someone must have something. Great. It's not a question, Jules, but um, I think it's an observation. Um, yeah, Maria. So yeah. Since we've, had, since we've had kind of actionable, practical things to do, which is kind of the first time that um, I've been on a program that's sort of given me proper actions to take. When I'm weighing myself, I'm weighing myself with a different mindset because it feels like um, I'm actually partly in control of that number. Ooh, and I haven't that, felt that before. That's a really powerful thought, Maria. Yeah. Because And the thing is that we are in control of it. So that's amazing that you can get there. And if anyone's not feeling like you're in control of it yet, that's totally okay. Like don't, don't feel like I'm doing it wrong. But, yeah, the more you can see that your actions like impact yeah that's very powerful yeah so how does that feel maria well it's new um but it <laughs> <Yeah>. feels <laughs> it feels very good i was previously i've done um the noom um oh, yeah. diet plan before which is obviously a restrictive diet it's it's very different but didn't really feel that and that encourages you to weigh every day but because it oh, doesn't do give you because it doesn't really turn its kind of advice into I don't know, practical things that you can actually do, uh, which is obviously different than this. I was kind of weighing myself every day, which is crossing my fingers. And that just didn't really feel, just didn't feel like I was kind of making progress. Well, ultimately I didn't make progress, but um, yeah. So this actually feels that, yeah, for the first time, um, I kind of have some control over that number. Amazing. Amazing. And yeah. And so for those of you that are weighing yourself, like, just know that you can get there that where you do feel like yeah I do have and it's not like like there are totally there still be times where it's like oh my goodness I wasn't expecting that um in both directions and like that's part of it um but yeah like seeing that and particularly notice seeing that you have control over the the 
the longer term trends is really powerful. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's great, Maria. Um, okay. So actually, yeah. And just to demonstrate, I, um, I'll just do a quick screen share. Let's open up. Um, oh, this is like someone posted in the group their their graph of their weight loss over the um, last six. Oh, actually, this was someone who this was an older post. This is someone who started this time last year in their their weight loss graph over the last um, six months, over the first six months of last year. Oh no, which one is that? I think it's going to be this one. We're going to share. Oh, here we are. Straight, straight off the bat. Brilliant. Yeah. So this was Veronica had posted this. And you can see like it's up and down, up and down. And there's times where it's like, you know, it, there was like a you know, month there where it didn't really move for her. And then, but then over time, you know, and then there were times where like, you know, she would have highs and like, but so when you graph, it's really great because then you can look at the big picture and see those averages and see that that trend whereas if you're just looking at individual data points you can be thinking like oh no you know here I'm going up and I haven't like here she was actually it looks like it's going going up and so just having that um that that visual is is really really powerful um yeah and so yeah and I love actually wanted to share with you, you guys that that Veronica posted yeah I just I really need to focus on one thing at a time like and focus on um doing taking the actions every day rather than starting to think about oh if this trend keeps continuing and like future tripping and thinking about oh, I'm going to be down to whatever whatever like just just bringing it back and focusing on one one day at a time is is really really important when you're doing this rather than getting caught up in the big picture yeah as she says like they're just the same little all little things, one at a time, one meal, one day at a time. So um, let's stop screen share. Let's post it in the chat. Um, what app did you use for the graph? I actually don't know. I'm sorry. Um, who's iPhone CFR? I can't remember. But um, yeah, I, I don't actually know. So, um, but um, yay. Okay. Yeah, so if you've got a um, like electronic scale, like smart scales, they they do it. But any um, any app like that tracks weight will give you some sort of graph that you can you can look at. Um, yeah, and a reminder: if anyone's looking for an app, let me know and I can share. Okay, so then let's just talk quickly about um, oh, it's eight twenty six twenty eight. Okay. Um, some sneaky thoughts that can come up when you're weighing yourself. So first is like, oh, but this doesn't make sense. Um, or I did everything right. Um, or like, oh man, like I, but I was so good yesterday. And like, when, if you're having, if those thoughts come up, like, of course they come up. Um, but also like, be honest with yourself. Cause oftentimes when I'm surprised at the number, I'll be thinking what? And then I would, but when I think, re, think back about my day with curiosity of the day before, I'd be like, oh yeah, there was like, you know, me eating this when I was in the kitchen and picking at that. And actually I did feel, feel pretty full after dinner. Like, so being honest with yourself is really important and like bringing that curiosity of, oh, okay, this isn't what I expected. Like, but hang on, is there something that I could do differently? Like just approaching it with that mindset rather than, than the mindset of, oh, I can't, you know, I'm never going to get this. I'm going to like in going into that compare and despair 
um, mindset. The other, another sneaky thought that can come is, oh, look, this isn't working because <laughs> you know, the number's going up or whatever. And just remember that like the number is supposed to fluctuate every day. You've saw, you saw Veronica's graph. Like it's, it's not supposed to go be this lint, smooth trend down. And I, in fact, like I really encourage you to be wanting at the moment, just learning to keep your weight stable and keep it flat um, as you're learning new skills, as you're learning to give yourself permission to have food, like as you're enjoying food, we don't want to put too much pressure on you for the number to be going down yet. Um, so yeah, if that thought is it's not working comes up, just remind yourself, no, it's supposed to fluctuate. It's not supposed to be smooth. I'm just supposed to be keeping it stable now and I'm learning new skills and this is just the beginning. So you can coach yourself in that way. Um, another sneaky thought that can come in, come up is like, oh, well, you know, that this if the number's up, after, say you have pizza the night before and you, you, you don't want to like, and the number's up and you don't want to go, well, I can't eat pizza if I want to lose weight. Like that thought really or I can't eat sushi if I want to lose weight. Like that thought is um, like, that doesn't feel, that feels really restrictive and not good. So what you want to do is just remind yourself, okay, well, if I want to, like, if I'm going to eat, they're going to, if I want to eat, like on the days where I want to eat pizza, like this is what's going to happen. And that's okay. Cause it's the reason there are other reasons to eat pizza, or maybe I need to look at the quantity of pizza ha I had. Like if I had like four slices, maybe I can like, would I be satisfied to have two slices and have some salad as well? Like there's always other ways, but we want to, um, want to just, yeah, like, like don't make it mean that I can't have pizza or I can't have sushi or I can't have ice cream. Like just look at the, look at the quantity piece. Um, yeah. And just bring the curiosity to it, not the condemnation. So like that kind voice to like where you're like just asking yourself, getting curious of what can I learn from this rather than beating yourself up. Um, and some, so some good questions to like ask yourself are like when you, like when the number's higher than you expect, like thinking about the, was I grazing like yesterday or was I randomly snacking or was I picking when I was cooking? Like those, like think back to that. Um, you know, did I really, was I really listening to my tummy at meal times or did I just finish all the food on my plate? Um, you know, just check in with how's my digestive health. Like, you know, just remembering that because that has a huge impact on, um, on, on fluctuations. And you know, did I have a lot of carbs, salt, alcohol, or did I not have enough protein? Like those, another thing. And also to ask yourself like, okay, this is, this is where I'm at. Like what do I, knowing this now, what do I want to do differently next time? I'm in that whatever situation. And that's how like day by day, asking yourself that question of what do I want to do differently is a really powerful way to just gently over time change your behaviors okay so does anyone have any questions or any concerns or any thoughts about um about that about weighing ourselves every day no we're good okay um I had one, one quick question, Jules. Yeah, um, Maria, go. I'm going on holiday in about four weeks. Ooh, what do yay. you do about weighing myself when I go on holiday? Mm. Well, it's up to you, Maria. Like when I go on holiday, I don't weigh myself and I just like listen to, listen to my body and I don't freak out about it. Um, but there, you, you can get travel scales and I like some people in the group have taken scale, like bought travel scales and taken them with them. So um, just, I guess it depends on how long you're going for and like what would feel good to you. And yeah, what are you thinking? I, I'd hope that kind of 
by the time I get to that point that I'd got some, I'd got enough kind of um, tools in my toolbox and ammunition to sort of yeah think that I could cope for 10 days um, and not just kind of have a blowout or a break or um, yeah, yeah. You know, and just kind of be sensible and, and kind yeah. of manage it without yeah. having the skills to discipline me. So I'd hope to have enough self-discipline and having had more practice by then that I suppose I shouldn't need the scales to kind of um, regulate me while I'm on a holiday. Yeah, there we go. And also what one thing you might find is like often I always look, look forward to getting home and weighing myself again. It's like, <laughs> so you like, it's, it's a good opportunity to miss yourself. So yeah. Yeah. Like, and just treat it as an experiment. Just see, okay, well, this is what's going to happen when I don't weigh myself. Like, yeah. So fun, Maria. Glad you asked that. Um, Vicky had asked, Victoria had asked, um, okay do you have any other resources to recommend how to how things like stress and insulin resistance affect appetite I'm very curious to know what affects appetite um there is a there's a link in the resources Vicky around um insulin resistance so how to know if you have insulin resistance and that so you can check that out I don't have anything specific on stress however um yeah, basically, like stress. the The short answer to to the stress thing is that um, it tends to like stimulate your appetite, but not in a in a healthy way. So, like when you're stressed out, people tend to eat eat more. Although there can be some people react to stress in different ways, where they when they're really stressed, they eat less. So it it's that's kind of an individual thing. So just learning, knowing for yourself, but basically anything you can do to like relax and keep your stress levels low is going to be helpful for managing that does that how's that feel? does that feel good and the um, okay yeah. thanks Jules yeah that was good I'm just curious to know because um my physical with my doctor's coming up in a few months so I just wanted to ask him some questions and then tell him about what I'm learning here and stuff so okay amazing yeah so um yeah because I don't want to like, cause I don't know, because I just was curious about the appetite part because I'm currently on, he put me on a medication for something and then it affects my appetite a bit. So kind of right. increases it actually. So right. I'm just trying to counteract that with like what I'm learning here, which has been really helpful so far. Yeah. So Yeah. So it's still, even with that, you can still like, still be make intentional choices yeah yeah and, yeah and that's still going to be helpful and still like and just learn like okay and like still tune into your body and start to learn like how that is when you are on this medication and just bring that curiosity to it Vicky. okay yeah okay thanks great great yeah and good that you're thinking about this awesome mm -hmm. okay so if anyone needs to go i should have finished up a bit bit more quickly um so your home play for this week it's the same as last week so we're focusing on our three habits so we've got our daily practice habit and there's a challenge that you're welcome to join in um, so the details of that are in circle to get you going with that daily practice habit and all we're doing at this stage is we're just writing our one sentence of i'm i'm becoming naturally healthy and we're planning one treat every day um, the second tiny habit that we're working on is this daily weighing habit, or for those of you that aren't weighing, we're working on an alternative method. Um, 
for tracking. The third habit that we're working on is that putting our cutlery down in between bites just to slow us down. And um, and then the fourth part of the home play is to post a tiny win or a struggle. There's been some people posting um, in the group with um, questions and when they're struggling as well, which is amazing. So just post a tiny win in the group. And like just as soon as you think of it, as soon as you notice, do it. Like post it in the group and like you notice that you like you, you weighed yourself every day for a week or you weighed yourself and you were feeling resistance to it. Like post that in the group. Look, you wait, notice that you, yeah, like I had a meal where I put my remembered and I put my cutlery down. Post that in the group because we change best when we feel good and we want to get into this habit of noticing our progress. And there's nothing too small to share. So, and also when you are in that in the group, make sure you like, you know, comment on somebody else's like and comment on other people's posts because the more we give each other encouragement, like the better we feel. And as a group, the um, you know, the the faster we'll progress. So Great. Okay. So does anyone have any, um, yeah, does anyone have anything they want to share with the group or any questions or anything that like any wins that are working well or um, anything that you're struggling with at the moment? Before I actually got some coaching I wanted to give. Um, actually, Maria, if it's cool for you, we might, if you're okay, open to it. Um, you know how you posted in the group you had the 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 post about um struggling a bit when listening to to your tummy. Yeah, are you cool if we coach on that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's still something I feel like I've um I've yet to master. <laughs> yeah, and I've got, like, I, I get the what, kind of what are we, Maria? Week three. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't mastered this yet. Yeah, I, yeah I, I do get the whole slowing down thing and. I think I tend to kind of enjoy my food more and feel less like I kind of need to follow up with a dessert uh, cake for the sake of cake um, that I posted the other day. But um, but yeah, I, I think I'm not, I'm kind of still slowing down, but I'm not kind of then going, hmm, and how does my stomach feel? I'm not, I'm not making that connection. I don't know if I should be or whether it's something that we're going to come to later. Um, so I'm trying not to get ahead of myself. There are some people that, um, like I said, that it, it sounds like they are already quite in tune um, with, with how they feel um, when they're eating a meal um, and they're going, oh, yeah, I feel satisfied. I don't really feel the need. Um, but, yeah, I'm kind of struggling with that at the moment because, um, yeah, maybe it's just something I've not done before. I'm not used to it. Um, of course. I'm used to kind of, of course. I, in the past, I've kind of been food for me, and I don't know about anybody else, has been very much... I've always kind of said I'm on a seafood diet, seafood and eat it. Because if it's there, I will eat it. I don't know about other people, but <laughs> I've seen a lot of people nodding. Um, and it's really hard. And it, you're not eating it because you're hungry. And not like kind of going and listening to my stomach and going, hmm, I'm a hungry. Shall I eat that? I'm just going, it's there. I'll eat it. Um, and yeah. that's, that, that's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, Maria like that when you're telling yourself this is really hard that's really hard this is really hard like that thought like that makes it feel like it's a lot of effort hey like it feels like you're struggling and so the result is that that it ends up being hard so first like just remembering that TEA like our thoughts drive our emotions drive our actions so when your brain goes this is hard just notice that and go oh hang on like 
that's probably not so helpful and just try and let that go. Um, yeah. And like that, that thought there, like that I'm going to see for diet, like if it's there, I'll eat it. Like that's also like, that's just a thought. And like, I know it's like, it's a really habitual thought that you've had for a long time that like, and, but it's also like, if you're telling yourself, if I see something, I'm going to eat it, that makes you give, build your desire for any food that you see and so you're like telling yourself well, I don't you're kind of letting yourself off the hook like I don't have to be intentional because this is just who I am so like how does that feel like if you can can you see that that's like that's not such a helpful yeah I think that is helpful and I think um what this has kind of made me almost think is okay there's food there but actually I have a choice <gasps> yes I have a choice there you go yeah yeah I have a choice but maybe so that's good. maybe that's one thing that I can use. I actually had this situation today. I was at work um, and I'd made my own part lunch, um, you know, just a kind of sandwich and a yogurt and that kind of thing. Nothing fancy. But um, then we were on a conference and um, they put out a, a buffet lunch that I wasn't expecting. Um, they put out a load of sandwiches, a load of chips. Um, sorry, I think like fries, as you call them. Yeah, yeah. Um, which smelled delicious. Um, anyway. I, I kind of, I was having a real internal battle with myself and it was like, oh, shall I, shan't I, shall I, shan't I? And in the end, I decided I didn't have any sandwiches because I hate mayonnaise and couldn't figure out which sandwiches hadn't got mayonnaise on. So I used that as an excuse. Um, the chips smelled really, really good. So I had about like five or six chips and then still had my sandwiches. So but it, it was it was difficult and I just felt like it was kind of, I almost felt like I got two people sitting on my shoulder and one was saying, do it, do it, don't do it, do it, don't do it. Um, yeah. And it okay. must have looked really odd. <laughs> no, no. But it sounds like you navigated that really well, Maria, because you didn't like, okay, I don't really, I've got, I don't really want sandwiches because I don't want the mayo. Like you tune in, you tune in, what, what, what do I really want here? And that's what being naturally healthy is all about. Like, like I actually really want some chips. I'm going to like set myself up some chips. I'm going to enjoy my chips. Like perfect. Like, so, and so can you see like you could look at that you can look at that example and see oh that was a really hard and that was a struggle or you can you can look at back at that example and actually go you know what I did a really good job there and I like this is me changing like in the past I would have just eaten it all and not given any thought to it so this is me being intentional like and see how like if you're telling us like the voice the, the the story that you're telling yourself about the the um what happened if that's positive and giving yourself encouragement, then it, that feels like so much better. So that next time you go into a situation like that, you're like, yeah, I can do this. Like I can like tune into what I really want and I can be intentional and I can enjoy. And also like, yeah, like I'm not going to overeat because it's like having chips isn't a problem. It's having like too many chips is the problem. So, so. And I don't know how people feel that of like, obviously, you know, we've, we've probably all dieted in the past, but we've been on restrictive diets and in the past you would have called that willpower and yeah. most of us haven't got any um, yeah. but I think turning it into an intentional choice it frames it differently yeah it's because then it's, it's coming it from, it's coming from desire and this is what you want like this is really what I want I really want I want some chips but I don't want to eat too many chips like and so then it's like there's no need for the willpower yeah mm. then you can do that yeah so powerful yeah. Maria yeah yeah and also um, oh. oh yeah go 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 Okay. Yeah, so to, just to kind of follow up on what Maria's saying is this because I have that same thing at work where they'll have a buffet lunch 
And the only way that, and, and this is what I do to kind of cope with that and the seeing food around is, I, I don't say I hide it, but I don't at work. I don't go into the place where the buffet is set up because they always have all sorts of brownies and cookies and everything that I love and chips. And so I avoid it. And then the other thing I do at home, which kind of works for me is if I, like you said, if I don't see it, I won't eat it because there'll be a jar of macadamia nuts in the, in inside the cupboard. And if it, the door is shut and I don't see it, I've actually forgotten that they're there for they're two there. days. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I discover, I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, macadamia nuts. But um, for me, when people, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's Easter or it's Valentine's day and people bring things to the house, I take it right down into the garage and I put it on my husband's workbench and then I don't see it and I forget about it. Otherwise, it's just so hard if it's visible for me in my house not to eat it. And so that's kind of my my strategy is I, I don't say I hide it. I either, go, so I either dump it in the trash and I feel really bad because someone, you know, gifted you that that stuff that I really don't want to eat. It's not even stuff I want to eat. It's just sugary and sweet and it's yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's the, that's the key piece, Jenny. Like that's, so that's really smart. Like if, like it's stuff that you don't really want to eat anyway, like removing it from your environment, great idea. But if it's stuff that you're like, you know what, this is an amazing cake that my friend made me like, then like what you want to do is just like get a plan and be intentional about, okay, when am I going to have this? How much am I going to have? And when you're giving and giving yourself permission to have it, if it's something that you really want, but if it's something that you don't want, like just throw it out. It's like, cause it's, you're not a rubbish bin. Yeah. And so exactly. exactly. Yeah. That's what I, I heard that once. And I tried to tell myself that and, uh, and, and I don't want to waste calories like on something I don't really want, or it's not like, it's, it's not, not worth good. it. Yeah. It's that's right. Exactly. Yeah. I want to have like, yep. I'm going to have this other thing that's really delicious. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But that, that strategy of like, removing like changing your environment like not having stuff right in front of you all the time is like that's really smart like because you know, then you're not having to coach yourself or think about it it's just that it, you make that choice once and then it's done so yeah awesome awesome great so maria the other thing i wanted to so for everyone like maria posted in the quote quote group like struggling a bit with listening to my tummy so we haven't kind of gone on that answered that question for maria yet and um basically like i might is it cool to you maria if i just read out what you some of what you wrote yeah yeah, yeah or did you yeah okay um uh so the title was like struggling a bit with the listen to your tummy and she said i've been impressed and encouraged by everyone's posts on putting a cutlery down between bites slowing down stopping when full etc some people are already even saying they're learning to listen to their tummy and it's guiding them wow I'm still struggling a bit with it, to be honest, despite doing the other two daily habits fairly well of weighing in in my daily practice. I've also um, stuck to my intentional eating plan since Monday, even though it's been just a basic level of having an intentional treat. Um, I've gotten better at remember how, remembering how to slow down in the last couple of days. I'm not putting my cutlery down completely, um, but I'm consciously putting my hands down while I'm still holding my cutlery, whereas normally I'd just be shoveling as much at a much faster rate. So it's amazing that, that like Maria is slowing down. So first of all, like, let's really celebrate Maria that you are doing that. Like that you're like, that you're like, you've got that, like you're weighing yourself every day and you've like, um, you're doing your daily practice. Like this is actually like really amazing that you're, you're making that like progress on that. 
And so like, first of all, like really like feel that, that you, you're doing that, like you're, you're slowing down, you're like, you're finding your own way of like not shoveling. So like whatever that is for you for putting cutlery down. Um, and you also like said, and Maria also said, like, I think I'm feeling some benefits of slowing down, but I don't feel um, routinely uh, in that. I don't routinely feel the need to have some, um, some afters after a meal or raid the cupboards for a biscuit, which is like, that's amazing in itself as well. Um, so let's like, first of all, really give yourself credit for that, Maria. And then like, but, but what's happening is you're getting a bit of compare and despair is like, so other people are posting stuff in the group and you're like thinking, oh, everyone's ahead of me. Like, so it's, people are saying they're able to stop when they've had enough. Um, and I'm not sure I'm there yet, but hopefully it's something we will do further work on. Um, and yeah, this other, she also said, like, it, it feels as if everyone else has had some sort of epiphany on this that I haven't had to the same degree. And so we just want to be like, it's so great that we've got like, this group seems to be really active and everyone's posting a lot, which is amazing. And remember that when we, when you see someone else post something about how they've had a, like a, a tiny win, right. There's two ways that you, you can interpret that. You can go like, look at them. Like this is evidence that the process works. Yeah. Or you can go, Oh, everyone's ahead of me. I'm like, I'm not getting this. Like I'm, I must be behind. And you can see like how like completely different, like those two, oops, um, those two feel like both those two thoughts feel so we whenever you see someone posting and you start to compare and think oh I'm so that must mean I'm really behind you want to just catch yourself doing that and go hang on no this is evidence that the the process works and also just like when we humans and change is messy and we're all going to change at different rates so just remember that like for all of us like and there's going to be times where things feel easy and feel good for one person and they feel really hard for you and it's going to um it's not like this linear like we just get it and it's amazing like it's, there's always the ups and downs and so just be yeah I wanted to coach this is great coaching for everyone is just when you're like or someone's on a call or you're seeing yeah reading some someone's post in the group just to if you're getting into compare and despair just remember no I'm exactly like I'm on my journey I'm exactly where I need to be and just focus on okay what's yeah you know, what am I what am I doing well and give yourself credit for the things that you're doing well knowing that like it's just one day at a time you focusing on our tiny habits is going to get you where you need to go. Um, so yeah, like just, and just trusting that process. So using it as evidence that the process works. So how does, how does that feel Maria? Like thinking about it in, in. Yeah, that, that feels a lot better to think about. And I think what I hadn't done Jules is done what you actually told us to do in the first call, which was actually credit yourself for what you have done. So yeah, that's what, and that's about. when I read this, I was like, <laughs> Maria, you're doing amazing work here. Come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah and, so I, and I've not really kind of thought about it that way. I just thought about the things I wasn't getting. Um, just But somebody else, you know, may have it a completely different way around. I think the other thing is, and, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of us out there the same, but I really have perfectionist tendencies. Yeah, So I'm kind of very if I'm going to do this, it has to be perfect. And, you know, it's an all or nothing. And I've either got it or I haven't. Um, and I think that's kind of been the mentality of a lot of previous um, diets that I've followed, you know? Yeah. So how do you feel about like, like actually letting it be messy for this, this project? Yeah, it feels a bit um, 
unnatural for me because I think I just am generally a perfectionist at most at most yeah. things I'm very kind of all or nothing but, but what um, if, Maria what if like actually like there is no such thing as like being per- perfect around food and actually yeah, we don't actually want that. we don't actually want to be perfect around food we want to be human and we want to be messy and we want to be like I overeat like I still overeat all the time like at least you know but it's not every day but there's still times where I'm like oh what did I do that for <laughs> and like you know I've been doing this for years and like and that's yeah. good you actually want to like have those times where you overindulge like so we'd actually it's actually it would be boring if you were like oh yeah I'm just gonna eat the perfect amount every time and just get it all 100% right and never re- regret any of my food choices like that's kind of a, like there's no fun in that <laughs> yeah yeah and I think I think it's it, it can't be about the perfection in this case you know there's, there's other things that you know you can have perfectionist tendencies about but I think for me this is just about learning to change my relationship with food and feeling like I control food food doesn't control me yeah um, and if I just get that relationship switch over yeah. time yeah then that I feel like being a good place so that yeah okay so you do overeat once in a while um but then you've got that kind of you've changed your relationship with food such that the next day you can go okay well you know that, that I'm, I'm naturally off. I'm naturally not going to be that hungry that like as hungry the next day and just know mm. that it fits in the, with the ebbs and flows yeah so mm. I think like for anyone that's also like got this perfectionist tendency, a really powerful thought to have in your belief plan is I don't have to do this perfectly and just remind yourselves like, and I don't even want to do this perfectly. This is one area where perfect isn't, isn't desirable. So yeah, telling yourself I don't have to do this perfectly is a really good antidote to when that perfectionist brain comes in. And, and I think a lot of that Jules as well comes from, um, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm kind of rambling a bit now, but no, no, no. Um, I think a lot of it comes from my complete and utter inability to cook, or at least that's what I've kind of told myself. So because I've kind of got that as a complete imperfection, that kind of gives me very much an internal battle that whilst I'm a perfectionist, <laughs> because I'm kind of really rubbish at something, I feel like I can't do this because I'm really bad at that. So yeah, again, kind of all actually, thing. someone else and, had posted in the group about cooking. I don't know. That was that you that you posted in the group. I think about it was cooking. Me, yeah. yeah, it was okay. I, I probably am the only rubbish cook on this whole program. But, well, um, no, there might be somebody else. I don't know. <laughs> I'd love to find out if there is. Okay, and so we want to. So for anyone that's feeling like their cooking skills are what's holding them back from being naturally healthy, like cooking is a completely different set of skills to listening to your body and making intentional choices and like you don't have to cook to be naturally healthy like all you need to do to be naturally healthy is to be intentional about your choices and so it doesn't matter who prepared the food like it doesn't like at all like it's a completely separate separate thing yeah and you and I think you you kind of debunk that myth on um I think it was like on the third live call um and, and all of a sudden, like the last 25 years of my life sort of just um, passed by me. And I went, oh, OK, right. It's not a reason to anymore. <laughs> not, yeah. not an excuse, is it? <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. So, Great, yeah, Maria. I, I do that. But that, that is something I think like, so if you've got something like that, you're at the other end of the scale of, I think, you know, that, that can kind of cause its own cycle and, you know, almost feed those perfectionist tendencies. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, Maria. Well, we just like keep that separate and 
yeah, you don't have to do this perfectly. Um, so Kira had posted, um, any advice what to do when we have a sugar craving? I find it hard to think about anything else. Or if I'm stressed, I want, I just want something sweet. Um, so Kira, we've only got a couple of minutes left. I wish I um, should have got to this earlier. First thing is, um, yeah, like, so this is like, it's actually, this is a really big piece of work in terms of cravings. Um, and also like when you like being able to soothe yourself when you're stressed, like that's another big piece of work that we are going to do in the group. Um, but for now, there is a, like a quick tool that I'll teach you. That's going to take us like 30 seconds. That is a really great way to, um, like if you're feeling that stress and you've got a craving, it's a really great way to like stop it in the bud, nip it in the bud. Um, <clears throat> so what we, what it's called, it's, um, it's called bilateral stimulation. And so what you want to do is just grab. Um, so and what it does is like, so when you've got a sugar craving, it's like, there's a thought that's like, Oh, I want sugar. Like or I want something sweet. And um, that's like a really well, I'm doing this because it's like a really well trodden pathway, neural pathway in your brain of like, oh yeah, I have this craving for sugar um, or I feel stressed. I have this craving for, so I, I'm feeling stressed, have a craving for sugar. And then I give myself sugar and then that rewards my dopamine system. So it's like this little, it's just a, it's just a habit. And so, you know, one way that we can break the habit is to stimulate your brain in a different way so then your brain like it kind of to bring you back to neutral so that you're not going down that well-worn pathway and so it's called bilateral stimulation and we'll co I'll come back to this and I'll definitely address this in a future call um, but all you do is you just grab an object so it can be a bottle your phone just whatever it is the, the chocolate bar and you just want to pass it back from one hand to the other about 10 times and look I usually look at it when I'm doing it and just pass it back and that's that's it and that's and then just tune in with how you feel after doing that and oftentimes like for these little cravings you'll find that it just brings you back to center and to calm and you'll be like oh okay and then from there you're able to approach it in a different way okay so we might wrap up there um here we'll come back to the sugar craving question i'm going to copy it and paste it in so i remember to um to talk about that next week and yeah, have a beautiful week, everyone. You guys know what you need to be focusing on and I will see you in the group. Okay. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you.